Welcome to the Stories Are Soul Food podcast, presented by Cannonball Books, the kids' fiction imprint of Cannon Press. Met a ghost of a king on the road when I first fell. Fire burning to my knees, to my knees I fell. Met a ghost of a king on the road. It's time for another sass. <laughs> uh, Which, as we all know, is the Polish word for Stories Are Soul Food. It is true. Episode number 80-something. Yep. I forgot to check, so I don't know what number this is. Well, we know it's 80-something. That I can say with confidence. Yep. Welcome to you all. Uh, This is our most serious episode yet. First off, you need to apologize to the pilots, is what I heard. I need to apologize? (laughs) No, I just heard that you need to cut the pilots a break because... (laughs) Snowflakes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so I said I would pass along this commonplace. I would rather be on the ground wishing I were flying than in the air wishing no. i were on the ground <laughs> no there the pilot uh let's say the one the where we took off out of salt lake city and hit birds and to turn around that pilot was great that dude he overcame he got me home mm-hmm. and he he stuck with it so full yeah. respect he overcame the, the snowflakes were in the uh, flight attendant staff the one for alaska who turned around having seen a little thunder bumpus in yeah. the distance that dude was a piece of work and i stand by it and <laughs> commonplace notwithstanding and, and that guy uh yeah no apologies because there was no risk there was no danger of any kind he gave me a full look at it with the way he banked like he banked my window and he gave me a complete assessment of the airport the whole th- i had a i had a view of the of the entire situation but on top of that as we were getting off he came out of the cockpit and he stood there uh as we all were getting off and he snarkily retorted at everyone oh so with attitude okay so it was not i'm not just going off of <clears throat> there was uh the authorial sense yeah no he he was being a piece of work as people were getting off the plane he was he was being a smart aleck at people mm. wanted to get and home did you <laughs> yeah it's like mm, somebody did not want to sleep in the best western in moscow well and i can't blame him <laughs> But it, but it is his job. <laughs> it's his he job. wanted to stay in his own bed in Seattle. And um, yeah. Maybe fly like, in the morning. No. I he mean, didn't like, even have to. No, just they just sit. canceled the flight and there was no, there were no seats available for more than another 48 hours after that. Mm-hmm. So everybody was just kind of thrown to the wolves. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was pretty funny. But yeah, he was snarking. I was, I was actually kind of surprised the amount of, cursing and anger that was going on from the passengers Mm -hmm. that nobody like nobody took the bait from him because he was being really provoking as Mm. people were getting off and everyone a fun little moment just ignored him yeah completely and it was it was really funny he was being super flippant to everybody as they were getting off the plane interesting so Interesting. Is that bully syndrome or small, small, small man syndrome? I don't even know what that was. I had no idea. There's too, there's too many variables I couldn't see, mm. you know. It's so, always fun to try to think of which villain you're putting in. It was pretty petty. I mean, he's definitely the, you know, he, he was, he was definitely a bit of a bro. You know, he was a frat boy bro. Oh, okay. Just being, uh, so probably more likely the bully, mm. but, um, being super flippant to everybody who's getting off the plane mm. and um, about no, there are no vouchers and we don't owe you anything. And yeah, condolences and, oh, you know, okay. that to people. So, all right. Well, I, so think- I was like, yeah, no, I, I'm not giving that guy a break at all. The guy out of Salt Lake, maximum break. That guy, that guy was a champ. Bird strike guy. Yeah. Yeah. This guy was a little, little snowflake turkey. Yeah, 50-50. One out of one 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 for one. Good. Yeah, bad, see, you know? see how reasonable I am. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the definition of even-handed. Uh well, okay. Second question then. Uh I don't remember who, but someone was asking, uh, are there Ashtown movies in the works? Uh no. And there goes there's the reminder. There's yeah. my that's my phone, not Brian's. <laughs> We're recording a podcast, which means we Let's need see here. the reminder. Um, uh we can cut this out i'm I'm joking we don't ever cut this out this is a very important text from my wife who knows that i'm podcasting it's part of the podcast she clearly trusted me 
to have my phone turned off, but she still thought, I'm going to send you a screen grab from Zillow during your podcast anyway, because <laughs> it's important. <laughs> that housing market. That's for though. you, Heather, if you listen to this one later. And now I'll know if she's not really listening to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a test. <laughs> That's right. Okay, phone now off. What were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, the people want to know: Is there Ashton? Oh movie no, in the not works? currently. There has been now. All of my stuff is in the works in different ways, but uh, it's it's not on the front burner. Ashton's not on the front burner, and nor do I want it to be because I'm I'm trying to finish the series, right? You know, the book series. So that's the priority with Ashton is trying to finish the book series. Yeah. Uh, trying to get a 100 cupboards TV series into life. Mm -hmm. And we just cleared another hurdle oh, with wow. that one. But it's, you know, it's a war of attrition and it's a long road to get somewhere. Well, and yeah, that's what I was going to say is sure. They're all under works. Are there any that are closer than the others? So the 100 cupboards is your, is closest. Boys of Blur is really close Ooh. as a feature. 100 cupboards is close as a series. And those are the two closest. Nice. That's exciting. So, I feel like that's a great answer. To these yeah, I think it's a fantastic answer. <laughs> now, I mean, two books at once. <laughs> that's yeah, very yeah, cool. That's, yeah. So I, I love what's happening with cupboards, but it ha it's happening slowly. And I wish I could just spill all the beans about everything around it, but I can't. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. And there's been a ton of opportunities for it to die. For it to fail, for it to, you know, mm -hmm. and there, and it's happened a, a lot. So the way this works, I mean, I've been cashing checks on the film rights of 100 covered since it came out. Yeah. You know, various people optioned it and it's gone away or we've been, we've been so close to theatrical versions of major studios, different points. Um, there's one Disney was trying to buy it. Um, there was an executive at Disney who badly, badly wanted it for a theatrical project and her boss told her that she was not allowed to actually buy it unless he was in the building and he kept leaving the building during our pitches so we would schedule it and we'd come in and she'd be like okay we're gonna we're gonna close the deal and then he would get on a jet and go away somewhere with ben affleck and mm -hmm. it'd be like oh love this we'll call you and i mean they they produced stuffed dragons they had like they'd produced merch the whole thing was like oh wow it was it was just going and and then finally the third time we were there um to get this thing done to like do the full you know do the full thing and he was supposed to come into the room and he left we had warned we had warned them that if because they had the right of first refusal on the project yeah at the time and Oh, uh, we'd warn them if he does this again, like if he walks out of the building again, when we have scheduled this pitch, that's, where that's a refusal, we are going to consider this uh, a refusal that you've exercised your right of refusal. Yeah. And so the executives who wanted it were pretty upset and he's not normally the one who would have bought. He just said he had to be there. Mm. Like he wanted to be there for it. And so we couldn't go forward with it. They couldn't go forward with it unless he actually sat in on it and he kept bailing. So the third time he bailed, uh, we had a, we had a great writer on it. Who's gone on to, uh, gone on to execute a major smash. I can't, I can't talk about what, but one of the biggest, one okay. of the biggest recent smashes in, in streaming, awesome. um, was the writer on the project. Oh. <laughs> and so it's, it's kind of funny. It was a little funny to sit there and just be like, watch, Watch, oh, wow, his, his, we had the right guy on it and his wild success, uh -huh. you know, right after that. And uh, the executive who wanted it had went on to make, like, huge hits. And it, it was just, it was this thing of, like, oh. It was a dream team. And, you, and yeah, we had, pitch, we really, we really had successfully, we, yeah, we really <laughs> had successfully put the whole thing together. And then it just, we weren't ever allowed to light the firework. Because that one dude whose name I will not mention on this podcast kept excusing himself and the and, secrets. And we was he was fired later, which is not surprising. But um he's still a player in the town, but he was fired, but he 
basically had just just disempowered his executives who had just recently had the full authority to do these things on their own completely mm. and had said i want to be in the room and i i don't want you taking this pitch unless i'm in the room mm. and then he refused to be in the so room. that was one example but then we we wandered off of disney we were other places we were all over the map we had a bunch of i mean tons of people come after it mm-hmm. and so for it to be where it is right now and to be sort of like inching like every at every hurdle i've expected that to happen you know it's like okay it's been a decade and i'm expecting then that that thing to happen it's going to fizzle the next one's going to go away the guy's going to leave the room you know that this executive can get fired and that's actually been the case multiple yeah. executives have been fired out yeah you know out of the studio executives who were supportive have left and new ones have come in and we're like okay now we have to reactivate this person and then we've done it like and it's it's gone forward and that's fun. It's like okay, we're we're here. The a pilot episode is being written right now, and the next the next step would be a green light to production or not. We're at the, like we're at the end of the road. Okay, so cool. that's that's cupboards. Uh, Boys of Blur's feature, and uh, that one I can say we're partnered with uh, Steph Curry's company. No way, and it's. Uh, <laughs> Which is funny because before that we were partnered with LeBron James's company, mm. on Boys of Blur, um, and as a as a series, and now we're partnered with Steph Curry's production company as a feature, which is amusing to me. So you guys adding basketball to Boys of Blur? It's just it's am- I, <laughs> it feels like, like it's a for one, some reason it's a once in a lifetime. For, yeah, for chance. some reason with this project, we're we're working exclusively with NBA players production companies. <laughs> um but yeah we're moving forward on that one and i'm excited about it i think it's gonna be pretty fun that's awesome okay well that's an up that's a great update we're yeah. all thankful i am yeah. yeah well we'll see and we'll see and the, the thing is like i fully expect cupboards like i have at every turn i have expected cupboards to not happen mm-hmm. because yeah that's the way most of these things go yeah, I've sold I've sold many things. So is this like that don't happen? Crawling through a desert toward water or climbing a cliff? Which metaphor? <laughs> <laughs> um, which metaphor? I've 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 talked about wildebeest going through crocodile rivers. Before. Oh, okay, it's like it's more like sending intellectual property through the crocodile river, <laughs> and you're like, go, all of you, make it to the other side. Every one of you, all of my shiny ideas will make it. Then the jaws come up and just like. <laughs> Pull pull things down. Charge, charge, charge. Uh, okay. It's more like that, Brian. Do you think? Do you understand? <laughs> that actually helped a lot. Yeah, good. I, I have I have other stuff too that's that's moving forward and it's, and is exciting, but just not book based. Right. So, okay, we'll ask about that metaphor some other time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll unpack those things later. Yeah. Oh, seeing your seeing your sticker makes me think of other updates. We'll save that for another time. The update on that is that we have a hearing now slated on the appeal of my son's conviction. Okay, so the Soviet Moscow sticker gate, sticker gate gets a he- gets a hearing. There's a hearing in October. Uh, initial hearing on the appeal of my son's conviction for his horribly criminal behavior of having exercised his free speech to put safe removable <laughs> yes, stickers in protesting, protesting illegal arrests. So. City of Moscow illegally arrested people during a psalm saying during the, the height of COVID things. Uh, my son placed non-damaging vinyl stickers in Soviet Moscow on poles with, it, the, with the thousands. Because Soviet. Yeah, and, and then <laughs> used the, the slogan from the city that they were using to justify themselves. Enforced because we care. And that's real. That's what's funny to that's me. That's straight out of Orwell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Enforced because we care was not part of the satire. <laughs> so they put up signs all over the place, including on poles, incidentally, uh, mm. with pic- weird little pictures of people wearing masks. And... Um, and said enforce because we care. And then they arrested people at an outdoor psalm saying. So outdoors, the psalm saying uh, for not wearing masks. Amusingly, the people they arrested were all exempt from the mask mandate. And the mask mandate did not apply to religious services either. So it was 
and illegal. The whole thing was illegal. The the arrests were illegal. That's a that's admitted. That is known. Yeah, nobody's contesting that the arrests were. Yeah, illegal. those are all. Those have all been resolved. Uh, no, there's a well, there's a lawsuit. Yes. those all that they arrested and charged people and dropped the charges pretty immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then my son put up and his brother put up stickers in protest, Soviet Moscow enforced because we care, and they were then uh, had, had their whole legal drama began at that point. We're now like two years in, and the legal the legal fees, the legal meter is just running like mad. It's Oof. extremely painful. Yeah. Um, which I think was the point, you know? Yeah. So we have, yeah. uh, we have police, a police department that has hidden evidence. And um, I, and I do want to, I do don't want to gloss over that little detail, but there is, I will drop the donate to the oh, sticker yeah. gate campaign in the description in case you're looking for ways. To oh, it'd be super helpful actually, because it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, it's like we, we, whenever donations come in, we just stick it in the legal retainer, um, with the appellate attorneys right now. So, my son lost a full ride to school as a result of the prosecution. He was um, in the running for a ROTC scholarship, which he was immediately disqualified for when they uh, filed oh, criminal prosecution. Um, there's a, there's, there are decent stakes, but it's the only time in the history of the, of the town before or since that anyone has ever been cited, let alone prosecuted, for placing something on a pole. Yeah. Um, and people still continuously, you could walk around town right now and that every poll is well, yeah, covered with signs and been, flyers and stickers. We've all been taking pictures and yeah. posting them to the Facebook group. You Legal guys permitted, yeah, <laughs> permitted polls and permitted stickers. But it's, <laughs> so it was selective prosecution. It was malicious prosecution. It was politically motivated and it was anti free speech. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the kid, the boys were, you know, my son was cuffed and on the sidewalk, wasn't Mirandized, interrogated in handcuffs in custody like a full-on custodial interrogation without miranda um then the cops were That's angry all very bad then the video was hidden they defied subpoena for more than a year before the uh an officer admitted to prosecutors that there was video that it existed after we'd been you know right reassured forever and mocked for even claiming there was video uh, and then and then we were um not really allowed to argue a first amendment um defense at trial so the jury was instructed that their free speech has nothing to do with this there's no issue of free speech the only question is was a sticker placed on a pole and if it was you have to say guilty that's <laughs> <laughs> there was indeed and a sticker placed on so the our pole. lawyers were not allowed to say that this is the only time this has ever been prosecuted our lawyers were not allowed to show pictures of other stickers in town including politically motivated ones attacking our church and our family. Those are all things that a judge would rule on, right? Like you, yeah. you do. So that's, those are all the grounds for appeal. So, right. so he was convicted, which was not a surprise. We were actually expecting that in our local, very political, uh, very political, uh, yeah. Welcome magistrate to court, Soviet Moscow, Soviet Moscow. We were expecting that in Soviet Moscow. Um, and now we're moving up the chain. So the appeal is, not a retrial, the way appeals work. The appeal is a review of all of the magistrate judge's rulings, of all the things that she disallowed and allowed. Uh, there's quite a few of them to review. So, nice. so his conviction is um, under appeal. They, after 20, they prosecuted me as well because um, I'd made the stickers, even though I was asleep at the time when the stickers were applied. And then after 20 months of me having to incur legal fees defending myself, they said they just dropped the charges um, and said the new evidence had come to light. Uh, when in fact, it was the prosecuting attorney who was obsessed with it was moving to Seattle and no one else wanted to touch it. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's, that's a form of evidence. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, but they can't say that because yeah. that opens them up to, yeah. you know. Well, problems just questions <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, you know questions so there's new evidence the new evidence it turns out is that i had nothing to do with it and like <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. not a, not an issue my younger son uh the county because he was a juvenile had prosecuted him and they got so sick of it at one point the city of moscow tried to extort a settlement um from us that was a civil settlement us agreeing not to sue them basically ever mm. and they would drop the charges and it's illegal if we it's, stop yeah. you stop yeah, yeah so but it's illegal to extort 
a civil settlement using criminal prosecution. So you can't, under threat of criminal prosecution, extort any kind of civil settlement from a person, from a citizen. With like, it's oh, the yeah. threat of that, like, we'll continue prosecuting that's you. That's very bad. No, yeah. So <laughs> if you like agree Russian not to- levels of if, bad. Yeah, so if you agree not to sue us <laughs> for what we've done to you already, we'll stop doing it. If you don't agree, we'll keep doing it. Um, yeah. And they did that. The city did that. And the county just said, we're out. Like this, we can't keep- and they, you know, the, the county prosecutor, much to his credit, even though he'd been along for the ride to that point, was like, we have nothing to do with this. We don't stand behind that. We can't. And he immediately just said, my son could write a uh, five-page paper on the importance of civil disobedience, and they'll just drop the charges. And, okay, so that's the young, your younger son. Yeah. yeah. And so he wrote a, a zesty one that I really enjoy. And um you can find all this online. Yeah, that one's online. When you go to donate to the <laughs> sticker gate. So yeah, so his is pretty funny. He wrote on on exploring civil disobedience in the case of sticker gate. And his charges were dropped. My charges were dropped after 19 months because it turns out I wasn't there. I was asleep. Shocker. <laughs> uh, then my college son was convicted and is on appeal. Well, currently. I do like that you uh, can laugh about this. Oh, it's hilarious. I mean, this is... If you, yeah, you have to have perspective. I mean, this is, it's very funny. It is very, very funny. Yeah. And it's wildly petty, but it doesn't make it not real and it doesn't make it not expensive. And they were threatening jail time, like ex significant jail time. When they started out, they charged me with 13 misdemeanors, and which would have been, you know, up to six months per. You know, it's like this is, that's the maximum. Now they're doing that to scare you. Right. You know, it's like, that's, that's the max. So they're, so they're looking at with my son, my, my son at the time, he was 18. It's like, he, they're saying, okay, you just lost your scholarship because you're now under criminal prosecution. That's like, that's gone. That possibility is gone. And we're going after you for up to six and a half years in prison. Then your little brother for up to three years in juvie. <laughs> and it's over something that's never been illegal in this town, has never been enforced in this town. And but still isn't. Because you can still find isn't. all of the, the phone numbers for the people who put the yeah. things on poles under the signs. There have been newspaper stories about the guy placing poles, you know, signs looking for his dog. And it's, you know, it's like big stories about Aspen the Lost Dog and how many hundreds of things he's putting on poles and how it worked and he found his dog. And there's no, there's no permit process. There's nobody to ask permission of. There's yeah. no way to ask permission. So doing it without permission is like, well, there's no permission process. There's no permit. Yeah. So it doesn't exist because nobody cares and they just allow it. It's all just yeah. allowed. Always has been. Always will be. Um, it's such a good example of how standing up to power, often the best move is that, that humorous one. Just yeah. the fact that those stickers dro drove them crazy enough. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's been, as, I mean, it's yeah, you guys <laughs> as wildly expensive as it's been, you know, as it, it's been, you know, like the, the largest expense on our books for the last year and a half has been legal defense around stickers. Yeah. You know, but it was, what was it? It was my sons who made fun of illegal arrests at a worship service. Then those are the kind of characters I want them to be. So to tie it back into, you know, the story. Yeah. What do I want them to be? My daughters just regret that they, did, they didn't go with them. They just wish they'd been there. Um, and so I'm, I'm thrilled. That yeah, I've been that. thinking about what you said last week about our, our, the primary target is never make things easier. And no. that seems like a great example. No. It would and be way yeah. easier to, to, you know. It's super easy. Just to put your head down and yeah. just, you know, just wait. But the fact that they really, after those arrests were made, the fact that they really wanted to, go out there and poke the bear yeah and poke the tyrant and laugh at the tyrant and make fun of the tyrant uh is yeah. fantastic i i was if you can offer i mean this provides a perfect counterpoint uh my neighbors just started wearing masks again right you know th those are that's like point and counterpoint right there and this is a four-year-old who's out in in masks outside outside front, front yard outside in years later house, two years yeah. in yeah sad wearing a mask poor kid i don't that's but, how we feel about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's unfortunate i actually was really the thing i was angriest about was losing my day in court i got all the way up to the point where my son got convicted and it was time for me to be on trial 
It was my turn for a trial. <laughs> Nate jury. Was in, Nate was in the mirror. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, jury trial. And I was so like, yes, because un unlike my son who had a scholarship to lose and he had stakes and and he did a great job. He really, he did well. And he decided, he testified. And he, wow. there's no reason for him to testify, but he wanted to. He's like, I'm going to get up there and I'm going to say what I want to say. He got up there and, and his first thing he was saying is like, yeah, I put these on polls. It's like, I'm not trying to say I didn't put these on polls. We're not doing this thing where it's like, well, you don't really know it was me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, I did this. I did this thing. And this, this is why I did it. And this is what I was trying to do. And, and so then the jury instructions are, well, you heard it out of his own mouth. You have to say guilty. Um, I, was, I was ready. I was all fired up. I was, uh, I was ready to have my day in court. I, and I then think they, they probably knew. And then, and I think then, they probably knew you were ready. <laughs> and then it was, never mind. We're not. We're dropping the charges against you right when it was time to set the trial date. And we had filed motion after motion for a year and a half to dismiss the charges. And nope, 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 nope. We got to keep paying the lawyers. Got to keep bleeding money. Hmm. And then never mind. We're not. Turned out. Never mind. Uh, I was like, oh boy, I was, I, that, I just felt like such a ripoff that I had to pay the bill for a year and a half to be prosecuted and then have them chicken out at the last second when I actually got to have, like, I was going to get to climb in the ring and I was going to get to do this. Yeah. Um, Man, that's one thing I, I do love about our town and our community is, <laughs> is when something like that happens, you can watch people getting ready. Like they're excited. Yeah. Like, here we go. Yeah. I mean, I assume it's, you know, we're imitating leadership and, you know, the Bible, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, here's our chance. And, and it, <laughs> it feels like, you know, so you don't always get the chance of COVID coming through to kind of make everybody, <laughs> Hey, you get a big test run at right. something hugely important. And it's, it's been fun to look back on it, you know, evaluate yeah. how long it took you to, to, to like, to realize what situation we were in, to read the story. It's a fun, it's a yeah. fun exercise to look yeah. back over the past two years and just grade yep. yourself. Yep. Oh, I messed up here. I thought this yep. was going this way here. This way. And it's right. it's actually really mm -hmm. important. So anybody listening, hold yourself accountable to things that you said or believed. Yeah. So, you know, you watch the CDC switch, like just recently just switch. And they just issued a statement that would have gotten them Twitter banned six months ago. Twitter banned. Yeah. And they just made so, an official policy. That, yeah. So if that you don't vaccinate, you don't have to vaccinate, you don't have to isolate. No. It's you would have been Twitter banned for this. And now the CDC is saying it. So you need it's really important that if you were saying something, you know, if you're if you're maintaining that all you need is orange juice and you're going to be fine, then you need you need to retract that. You need to realize yeah, you were wrong. You're a moron. Yeah. If you were if you were saying that, you know, it's like the vaccine will will help in such and such a way or the vaccine will kill you and you're going to die and you're an over you're an over conspiratorial. Yeah. freak out about the vax you need to retract that like there's there's all like just look at there's it. enough game tape now that we can be yeah. honest like the fact on both sides right there's enough game right. tape on both sides for people to realize that you ran your mouth and you should be able to look back and then hold yourself accountable with what actually happened people who prophesy need to hold themselves accountable and yeah. now the future has happened you can check what you said against the future and unfortunately we don't do that people don't like to yeah. do that I mean, you look back and me being at the store buying some random flour and rice is pretty funny. That's a, like right when the things first shut down. I was like, I guess I should get some extra food. You know, that moment right there is a it's yeah. not it's not bad, but it is it is a yeah. little bad. I mean, it's just like that, <laughs> that cow that's sort of like, oh, no, fear reacted. i like reactive. I think those were, I think that was probably an OK move. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to look back on it. And, it's, uh, it is, but it's also or in the, like so the, in the situation with the with the stickers. Yeah. We had a ton of conversations around the dinner table when my kids were really angry and upset and frustrated because my son was talking to his cousin, and cops came up and told him he needed to be masking. Uh, they needed to oh, be masking. Right. They were outside, and he and his cousin were talking. Right outside of a you know private building they just stepped outside to get some air they were not required to be wearing a mask yeah um they were family two cops roll up on them and say hey we're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna need to uh have you put masks on because the mayor has declared and my son just said yeah we're not gonna do that his cousin she uh said oh i guess this is what we're doing and so she just started filming 
And he had a very slow, long conversation with them about rights and the constitution and, you know, and everything else. Then they were saying that like, we will, we're going to drive around the block. And if you're still here without a mask, we're going to have to like, we could arrest you. Like, you know, this is, mm-hmm. this was the threat. We could take you to jail. And so he, yeah. s- he stood there on the sidewalk and waited for them and they chickened out. They didn't come back around. Um, you know, it's like it's he got arrested later, later. So later, <laughs> but so he already had that interaction, and then he was, and then he went to city. He was on the mayoral youth council. He was a friend of the mayor. He was trying to talk to the mayor. He went to city council. He was speaking at city yeah. council meetings. They were just ignoring, ignoring, ignoring the local citizenry. They're, they were, yeah. you know, ignoring all these things. And his frustration was very, very real. And so when we we had a lot of conversations around what is the biblical and, and best way to protest? What's, what is the right way? What's the best way to be a character here? Because you look at summer of 2020 and buildings burning and destruction and vandalism and yada, yada, yada. Uh, oh, it's so funny. And we, so we, were, we were talking about <laughs> all of that. We were talking about all the riots and the right. cities burning. And we, we had a lot of conversations about the importance of not, not damaging private property. You don't damage property like that's theft. Yeah, like there's it's there's not things a protest, we it's yeah thr- it's there's theft, there's yeah. things we don't do. So you can say I need to I have to protest. I need to go make noise. I need to be a rock in their shoe. I need to be a thorn in their foot. I want to be a burr in their side, etc. I want to force them into this highly visible public conflict, which is what he did. Like his protest, they took the bait and they actually ended up like owning themselves by prosecuting him like for more than a year they made themselves a national joke it's in the process yeah Yeah. it's like it just if they had ignored it yeah like if they'd ignored it some local people would have laughed they would have peeled the stickers off he he put up like 90 stickers and there were 17 still up the next morning like people would just like pulled them off by the by lunch they would have been gone yeah it would have been a joke for a few people and people would have teeheed yeah you know it's like and that would have been it but instead they threw him on the sidewalk in cuffs and they prosecuted him and it became this national joke it was a national news and he succeeded what he wanted to do is highlight their folly and you know make it clear what characters they were being yeah which which characters are you being and that's not saying everyone agrees with it but it did it was a watershed moment where you get to see which side you're on yeah so Um, you are being he said soviet moscow enforced because we care he named them as characters and then they acted like those characters they put him in cuffs on the sidewalk without miranda they interrogated him without any of the normal legal constitutional protections they prosecuted him as the only one in the history of the town yeah. To be prosecuted under a defunct ordinance next to no spitting on the sidewalk, you know, that's never been utilized before because he criticized them. You know, it's, right. they acted exactly like the characters he named. Right. Um, but we had had a lot of conversation beforehand about, you know, no spray paint. Yeah. Like no, we're not, you're not damaging stuff. Now there could be a case made for public property damage. Like you could, you could make that case. And I think it's thin, you know, it's a thin case, but the discussion could be had about public property um but we we had a lot of conversations about it and i told i told him don't put any stickers on private property even like don't like just keep it in the public forum keep it on public property well i mean you guys have had tires slashed during this thing i mean he's had his he's had his truck spray painted so his truck was vandalized we've had so many slashed tires he had a death threat come in against him right um i mean like there's there's and there's a clear line between how you how yeah. you it's so sad we've lost the christian political uh resistance theory like how do you do right. this like a christian yep and um, so his laughter his joke and his cheerful clean cut resistance has been really effective uh it, it really has been it's also been exhausting and you know expensive and everything else well but, yeah i was gonna ask but if there's a reason it. why there's a reason why it's a big deal to us and so there's been a lot of yeah. people who've reached out to us and just said why don't you just why are you still doing this mm-hmm. and just if you stop for a second and you say realize that a, a city a municipal government reserved the right unto itself to imprison someone who makes fun of it yeah like just let that sink in. You don't want to live You don't want to live there. That's not the place. You know, so, this is our home. <laughs> yeah. So if they said, hey, you know what? Just 
plead guilty and we'll charge you 200 bucks and you can walk. Like, and this, in his conviction, it was, I don't remember how long probation was. And it was like, you know, $500 of fines or something and 90 days of whatever probation. And I don't remember what, what all it was. It's like, why wouldn't we just receive that? Why would we fight that on appeal and spend another $100,000? Like, why would we like be applying for a home equity line right now? Mm. You know, to like, why would we be doing that in order to fight this? And the, an- the answer is because I don't want to live in that world. Yeah. I don't want to live in that city and I don't want other people to live in that city and neither do you. Nobody does. Yeah. And it'd be really easy to say it's just $500. Yeah. No, it's not. Well, also the sheer stubborn cussedness that you've been blessed with, yeah. I think, is, is another part. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, that, that explains that explains why. You know, <laughs> that, ex, that, ex, that could explains like the reactive why, but if you but if you think about it, hey, there's a principle. Like what, what's well. what's the point? So there's the there's yes, there's the character personality why of like, yeah, I've got I've got a certain mulishness to me. There's that's true. <laughs> there's a cussedness is a good word. <laughs> um but it really does come down to the the fact of if you want, do you want to live? Do you want to live in a town where a, a yeah. city, do you want to live in a state where a city has the right? And if yeah. we lay down this legal precedent, like where this conviction happens, this is legal precedent. This that's is a big this deal. Is what actually Roe happens. v. Wade, we just spent a long time overturning <laughs> legal precedent. So yeah, the next time we put up a church flyer on a telephone pole, someone could go to jail. And then Planned Parenthood flyers could go up next to it and nothing could happen. That's bad. That is, that is really bad. That's not where we <laughs> want to live. This is so if the city's going to reserve unto itself the right to send you to prison for criticizing it. Now we're not saying we will send you to prison, but we have that authority. Yeah. We it's might end the code that we've it's never it. we could yeah. we could do it for we could send you to prison for six months for every sticker, technically. And this kind of law is not like a I mean, that's city council, right? You just need I think the city yeah. council is the one who can get that kind of law. Uh, in, yeah, it's in a mis- it's a yeah, it's a city. It's an it's a municipal misdemeanor, right? Which yeah. is pretty easy, is what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, it's it's not a ton of work for the city council to add a new a new one and just be like, I can put you in prison for six months every time you do this thing I don't like, right? And if they just feel their oats and they can do that, and nobody resists, nobody fights, they won't stop. And a lot of places have learned that the last two years like it will actually uh you know it will actually keep going so as unreasonable as it is as unreasonable of them as it is it's wildly unreasonable of them it is wildly unreasonable of us like and i and to completely tell the truth i mean like when they got popped and when the cops woke me up and called me and said they'd gotten popped putting stickers up i was expecting to get a ticket i was expecting some like infraction ticket and i would have just paid it right you know, like I didn't, I didn't know the law. I didn't right. you know. I, I know I grew up in this town and there's flyers and stickers on everything. But I if they'd given me a ticket, you know, my son's got a ticket for putting up stickers. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like there, yeah. there we go. It wouldn't have been that interesting, but 13 for the stickers. I'll they, pay they, the de- ticket. they decided and ultimately, yeah, it's my cussedness, but ultimately they decided I had to fight because the citation, the prosecution came and it was 13 misdemeanors each. There was, yeah. there was no alternative but to throw down. Like they pushed it and yeah. I had to throw down all the way because it's not like we can just say at that moment, yes, I'm guilty of 13 misdemeanors and just throw yourself on their mercy of you could send me to prison for up to six and a half years if you want. Just tell me how long you want me to go. Yeah. And my last name is Wilson and I'm in this town and I know you hate me and you're doing this to me and only me for the first time in this his, in the history of this place. Right. The conversation. Yeah. So when they started. when they came with 13 misdemeanors at each of us, including me, who'd been asleep, you know, it's like that's the fight was on at that moment. And so by the time we got to the end, and then they convicted my son and damage has been done and so on. The reason why we're appealing is cussedness. And also we don't want this to be the legal precedent in our town. This can't be. This isn't yeah. just not just for us and our, our lawyers are not, they're not our political, uh, clones. You know, it's like we have civil liberties lawyers who are very, very much, uh, old guard constitutional liberties, ACLU types who, who see exactly what we see. Mm-hmm. You so know, you're saying like they're not, they're not like 
not all approaching this from the same angle. No, one dimensional. It's at all. This is very American. Yeah, like these an guys, American liberty. Yeah, question. no, our our legal team is not. They're they're not right wing in the, in the least bit. They they see the constitutional issues and they see that for a city to prosecute criticism of itself is a very very dangerous slippery slope. Yeah, um, and it, it really really is it's extremely dangerous and it's extremely dangerous when you happen to be a conservative christian in a time like ours if you can if you can be prosecuted if a city can decide to prosecute you for speech and as a conservative christian speech that they deem to be criminal you're in trouble like that's just not a world that we can afford to live in we have we have to fight yeah we have to fight that we have to fight it hard so that's i mean that's why we're doing what we're doing but I was I was extremely proud of my my kids, my boys for doing what they did. Yeah. Um I my only major complaint is that they got themselves caught. <laughs> Spartan style. And they and I also I would say looking back at reviewing the game film it's kind of funny I would say that we had too much this is this is a weird thing to say but reviewing the game film is important. I didn't know they were going out that night to do it. I knew I knew in general that they were going to you know, mm-hmm. at some point they were going to put stickers up. I knew we had talked not about, about not damaging stuff. We had talked about not damaging property. Uh, I knew this was likely to happen. I really wish that I had done a better job equipping them with a suspicion of law enforcement. Oh, okay. I, I wish I had knowing where they were, like knowing where they were in terms of desiring to protest. I wish I had sat them both down and, and said, okay, so you know how we respect cops. You know how your uncle is a cop and we love him. Mm-hmm. You know how your great uncle is a cop and we love him. You know how we have this we kind of reflexive respect for yeah. the badge. Well, don't ever talk to the police. Like, don't. Like, don't. Like, just yeah, don't. Yeah, you don't have to. That's yeah, that just, is law. You don't do that. No, just know your rights. And if you are, in fact, being harassed by a cop, if somebody's coming at you, if they're trying to intimidate you, if they're putting you in cuffs and putting you on the sidewalk, you say one word and that is lawyer. Like, and that is, you just don't. I was going to ask if you had advice for others who are trying to imitate or move forward in situations that are similar. Yeah. Just, just know that there are tons of good cops and it's a brutally difficult job and I have a ton of respect for the job. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the saddest things about it is watching like how jaded my kids all are, my, all five of my kids are about law enforcement now. Mm. having their brothers and having, you know, the two of them going through it and the girls all seeing their brothers go through it, being treated the way they were treated, seeing my sons watching cops perjure themselves in court and saying that's and not how it happened. And then over, over a sticker misdemeanor. And then, you know, it's perjuring because of their own testimony, but also they reversed it. Right. Like there's been enough. No, there's, yeah, there's been enough. There's been enough. Uh, there's enough testimony in, in hearings under oath. You know, there's there's one officer that the prosecution was very determined to not put on the stand mm-hmm. um, because of some stuff under oath that had already happened. And gotcha. You know, it's like there's, but then other guys, just a guy got on the stand and just just not true. It's just not true. These two guys are just mm-hmm. not telling the truth. Yeah, on the stand in a jury trial, in order to get a kid convicted, and. Like that, you watch that. Now, tons of people have known that already. I was already pretty suspicious. You know, it's like, it's especially a federal, uh, federal stuff, but local, like small town. Yeah. You know, well, you turned to small town police department. I wasn't really, I wasn't that cynical. I was cynical about ATF, you know, being a, however old I was when Ruby Ridge went down a couple hours north of us. Yep. You know, it's like you get real cynical real fast. Um, but there's plenty of people, you know, and plenty of communities that have known forever that you don't trust the police. Yeah. You know, the black community has known that for a long time. Yeah. That's you don't, it's you not don't, anything new you're saying. No, you don't trust the police. But when you're in small town, small town community, Idaho, you don't have those hard bitten, dirty cop detectives from the big city. Well, that's what it's funny to me. It's the, it's the peer pressure and small town politics not this huge dark yeah. criminal organization yep. you just watch people oh that person is being this way because of these local motivations yeah they're for who they work with yep who asked them to do yeah this thing 
And so that was that's that's something that you can't unsee when you're a kid. Can't unsee yeah. a cop lying on the stand yeah. in your own little small town to try to get you. <laughs> you know, it's like that's and your sisters <laughs> really hurts. Yeah. And your sisters can't unsee that either. Yeah. You know, it's like it's yeah. So they're, you know, that's that's pretty that's 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 pretty interesting. So yeah, I, that's the biggest change. I think that's the biggest failure that I had as a father going into it is I didn't prepare them for that. I didn't prepare them for complete mistrust of law enforcement if they should be used as a weapon by the, you know, by the city government against you. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really unfortunate. It's an important, it's such an important role. You know, it's, it's such a, I mean, like cops are essential. Law and order is essential. It's, it has it's, to have to have it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's key, but if you can't trust it, if it might turn on you, then holy cow, mm. you know? So anyway, yeah. it's been, it's been quite a ride and that's more than an update. We basically turned the whole episode into this, Well, I but know. that's we, just, we'll we, save the other question. We just, uh, <clears throat> we just got the update that we have uh, a hearing coming in the appeal. Um, and yeah. so it's like, Oh, great. Uh, let's just keep that meter running. Shall we? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's i'm i'm looking f- i really have been grateful for it i've been grateful for the opportunity to go through it and to have this be kind of like backstory for my kids yeah and it's well i mean i'm sitting here grateful for you know all the the women who went shopping in stores with their children and you know without having to wear a mask when everyone else was that peer pressure and this is just a huge example of things to be grateful for watching yeah. it happen and getting everybody to say hey, hey look you're getting a little chance to get immune to peer pressure, <laughs> a little chance to stand up to authority. Oh, you, know? you can, it's tangible. It's yeah. super, it's a super you tangible thing. It. Everybody over the last two years has, has felt that Yep. when you feel that, wait, everybody is looking at you. And yeah. if you know, so for example, if you had a fake mask, you know, one of those like totally porous ones yeah. that you could put on, but it looks real and you're in a crowd and everybody turns and stares at you and gives you a stink eye because you don't have one on. If you would feel better, like oh, relief, putting on your fake one, that tells you something. Yeah. This, it's not about any kind of conviction Yeah, about the science or whatever. Because if people believe that masks are really important, that's, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Like that, they can believe that. Like that's, that's an opinion. That's something they can believe and they can act on. But if you are just complying to comply or to be, or, or to be seen as complying, yeah, you're not even complying. You're yeah, just, I, I'm. I just need to be seen as complying. Um, that's peer pressure. Right that's there. a real. Yeah, and we've all felt it the last two years. Yeah. It's a very tangible, crackly, static electricity. And man, I heard so many stories of the women and the kids getting cussed at and shouted at. I think I may be tall enough and with a beard enough that people left me alone. Yeah, oh, which yeah. is funny to me because that's bullies too. That's bully behavior. No, I got yeah. I got cussed at. I was also okay. at a Hollywood party. On, uh, okay, on a. Uh, a, a rooftop Hollywood party, a very, very she-she party. And it was funny because uh, we're on sunset, you know, so actually it's, it's as cliche as it could be. We're on the roof, rooftop of a hotel on sunset. Uh, and we had to be, we're down there and it was, you know, it was great. We're schmoozing and chatting with people and nobody's wearing a mask. Like nobody's masking. And it turns out that this is, overwhelmingly for everybody i'm there with aaron wrench my production partner and for all the people we're talking to this is their first time out Mm. in two years like two years and we've we've been just just doing our thing and so here we are and everybody's talking about everybody's like it, it turned out it was like prom of like it was like like the coming out prom coming out of quarantine um then it was amazing and then and then i realized that peer pressure can go the other way too which hadn't really dawned on me because this executive came out to me from uh, a big studio and said it's like man i brought my mask but i walked in and i was like i guess we're not doing that i guess <laughs> i guess we're not doing ah. that he's like and i looked around I was like i can't put this on nobody's got theirs on i can't wear this when nobody's wearing theirs and he's like i just left my i can't believe i'm not wearing it right now i can't believe it's so weird i'm like Am I like playing Russian roulette? Like, am I going to die? Like, I don't. And I was thinking maybe, 
because your immune system is so We're compromised is two so years sheltered of <laughs> me i've been looking doorknobs for two years so i'm like you know i'm i'm solid better watch out every hand you shake could be your last guy but he had this weird like joy and like shock but it was this it was so funny for him processing the reverse peer pressure he's been wearing a mask for a long time for the opposite pressure and he came in he said as he was walking in he was he was putting it on and saw that no one else had it and it was just like like i can't I, but I, can't, you uh, know. I like that dialogue and it couldn't I guess we're not i guess we're not doing this and he <laughs> and he fully believes in it It wasn't just that it was a peer pressure thing he truly believes that the mask will keep him safe and he truly believed that he was wildly unsafe at the party That's in terms of, in terms pretty, of talking to him he's a he's a bad bad guy yeah yeah <laughs> and so in talking to him he he knew or in i knew in scare quotes really believed he was taking his life in his hands so like, no rush. He was taking his life in his hands to not be wearing his mask at this party. His first roller coaster. But no one else is. And I so I can't be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was which I found Aren't humans awesome? Yeah, humans are who, great. And who knew that August of 2022 would be our mask episode? <laughs> That's funny. But here we are. Uh, it, yeah, like you said, game film's important if we don't ever review it. What are we doing? Yeah, and I I think that we can all safely say that none of us, nobody, not one listener, and neither of us got through the last two years without screwing up. Yeah, totally. There's no way we could look back and say, well, I did those two years perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) I was correct about all the things. Every one of my remarks, every one of those articles that I believed on the internet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All those projections. Yeah. Everything I shared about how horrible the vaccines are going to be. My bold claims, either direction. Yeah, Yeah, totally. My, my, you know, party line science, my conspiratorial anti-science. Like yep. it's just, nobody yeah. was right. Like it just. Yeah. We've all had that moment of like, oh shoot, I guess that was a fake article. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. D- bozo. Yeah. So yeah, none of us can say we did that perfectly. And all of us need to have the humility to look back and find the places where we were wrong and, and realize, yep, we were wrong. And then hopefully not be such an idiot moving forward that is the hope yeah (laughs) and on that note (laughs) we're done we're done with sasf for this week see ya hi it's brian cole here wanting to let you know how you can support the stories our soul food podcast you can do that by checking out canon plus head over to mycanonplus.com Thanks for taking the time to listen to the SASF podcast. We'll hopefully be seeing you at mycanonplus.com.